The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, on November 27, 2013, based on Luke 15, verses 11-32. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, there are two paths in life. One path leaves behind God's way of doing things. Those people chart their own course in life. Some of them are free spirits, always doing whatever feels right at the moment. Others of them do have some sort of code of conduct they live by, maybe saying something like, I can do as I please as long as no one gets hurt. Some of them spiral out of control, always looking for the next thrill, whether it's from drugs, alcohol, drunkenness, sex, violence, partying. Others of them are much more able to control their short-term passions in order to achieve their long-term desires, like the desire for money, power, influence, fame, prestige, beauty, knowledge, and the list goes on. But they still do it their way. Some of them boast of their godlessness. Others put on a public facade of doing the right thing. No matter which kind you're talking about here of these, this, this all falls under that first group those people who intentionally leave behind God's way. That's one path through this life. Now, who are those who walk on the other path? They are the good people, the religious ones. They do their duty to God as best they can. They work hard for him, even slaving away. They go to church. They give their offerings. They volunteer. They help the needy. They serve the community. Yes, they are busy giving it their all marking the sacrifices they're making. They fight the Lord's fights. They work in his fields. No one dare accuse them of dereliction of duty or of ignoring God's law. No, they have done their best. Or at least they've tried to do their best to do their duty. But that path, dear friends, That path as well leads directly to hell. Just like that first path. And these are the only two paths that this world knows. Either you make or choose your own rules or you follow God's rules. And both end in hell. Not much to give thanks about. And both infect you and me, don't they? How many times don't we feel that urge to leave behind God's way and indulge in some sinful desire? Leaving our Father's house, we relish some forbidden pleasure. 
oh, maybe later we do feel that, that, that guilt that, that draws us back. Maybe others don't know, but we know and God knows. Yes, that first path tempts us, infects us. And on the other hand, how many times when we do do the right thing, we do it grudgingly. We're like that child who does clean his room as he was told, but you can hear his feet stomping as he goes about it. And we may not even realize just how seriously this attitude has, is infecting us. But we imagine we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're doing the right thing. God should be happy. Already, see the attitude there? Grudging attitude? And maybe it really comes out when things don't go the right way for us. And then we get that feeling that cries out, doesn't God know how hard I'm trying here? Why did he let this happen? Yes, dear friends, that is not the right path, is it? That is the path that leads to hell. And another way that that false path is exposed is in a situation like this. Think of a person, or imagine a person, maybe you don't know someone, but, but imagine being in this situation, a person who has followed their own way in life, like those first group of people I talked about. They followed their own way. They lived life to the full, as they say. And in doing so, they have actually caused you great hurt. But in their last hours, they repent and are welcomed into heaven. Now, isn't there the part of us, maybe an overwhelming part of us, that cries out, that's not fair. I've been slaving away all my life. I haven't been able to enjoy life like he did, and now he's in heaven. That's not fair. You see how that exposes that false path within us? That second path where on the outside and even on the inside we're convinced we're doing what our God wants, we're doing our duty, we're doing our best, but, but our hearts are entirely wrong. And these, dear friends, these are the only two paths this world knows and the only two paths you and I know by nature. Either you choose your own rules or you follow God's rules. But trying to walk either of those paths ends in hell. Not much to give thanks about. But in his word, the Father comes to you and to me, and he pleads, all I have is yours. I have even given my most precious treasure. I gave you my own dear son, How I long and desire for you to always be with me in the eternal celebration of heaven. Will we ignore our Father's heart, turning a deaf ear to him? 
Will we defend ourselves claiming, but I've done the best I can, I've done my duty, or I've at least tried to do it? Will we try to excuse our sinfulness by claiming that we have a right to live as we choose? Or, dear friends, or remembering our Father's mercy, will you and I confess I have sinned against heaven and against you, O God. Even my best is filthy rags. I am not worthy to be called your son. Look at the welcome the Father has for you who are turned by his love. He throws his arms around you and embraces you. His kindness and compassion shower you with kisses. He clothes you with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the best robe, the only robe that covers our filthy rags. He welcomes you not as a slave or as a hired hand. He welcomes you as his own dear son. Yes, what a feast awaits us as children of God through faith in Jesus Christ, who is the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth, who came for you and for me. reason to give thanks. Rejoice in your Father's welcome. And as we cherish his love toward us, and as we wear that robe of righteousness from Jesus Christ, and as we anticipate that heavenly wedding banquet, that feast of the Lamb in the glory of paradise, then, then doing God's will is no longer a slaving away, but our delight. It's no longer a duty we must do, but our joy. Leaving our Father's home to do our own thing strikes us as complete craziness. But staying with our Father fills us with that eager desire to follow his will in all that we do. Yes, what a way for us to give thanks. What a way to rejoice. This Thanksgiving, dear friends, rejoice in your Father's welcome as you take to heart and put into practice these words of Jesus recorded in Luke chapter 15. Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his livelihood between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and left home for a far-off country. There he squandered his estate by loose living. After he had spent everything, 
a severe famine came throughout that country and began to be in need. He went and got connected to one of the citizens of that country. He sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he kept wanting to fill up on the pods which the pigs ate. But no one would let him. Coming to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but here I perish from hunger. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your presence. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Then he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and his heart went out to him. Running, he embraced him and covered him with kisses. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your presence. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Come, quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Place a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf, slaughter it. Let's feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come alive again. He had been lost and has been found. So they began to celebrate. Now the older son, who had been in the fields, came. And as he came near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked him what this might be. He said to him, Your brother has come back, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. He became angry and refused to go in. But his father went out and pleaded with him. He replied to his father, Look here. For so many years I have slaved for you, and not once violated your command. But not once did you give me a goat for me to celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who devoured your livelihood with prostitutes, came, you slaughtered the spatting calf for him. He said to him, My child, you are always with me, and all that's mine is yours. But it was necessary to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and came alive, was lost, and has been found. This is the word of the Lord. 